Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Inner Bloom. I'm Ambrosia. And with me today is a very special guest. It's Alexa. Woo! I should have had the soundboard ready. God damn it. Oh my God. No air sirens for Literally no airports for one my return. Time. I know. Oh, you should be offended. You should be. That is offensive. I'm offended for you. Wait, okay. hold on. Okay. Alexa's back. <laughs> wow, that was really quick. I'm impressed. Was, with you, I have an app. It's fast. I'm Your ready. Your podcasting skills have like soared. It's <laughs> not true. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think that you've been doing an incredible job. Oh, uh, thank you. How how has it been feeling, like, riding this thing solo? Honestly, I've just been begging everybody to keep listening. Just hold on tight. (laughs) Listen to some old episodes. Listen to the soothing sounds of Alexa's voice from long ago. No, 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 no. no. It's been good. I've had a lot of really interesting guests. I don't love recording by myself and not having anybody like banter with. So I've been doing more guest um, podcasts. Um, I have another, uh, I have another couple that I'm scheduling. So I'm very Mm. excited about that. Mm. (laughs) It is very hard to banter by yourself. I will say that for sure. Um, I've, I've only ever done, uh, solo episodes where I'm like reading from a book. So you were at least ahead of me. Well, Um, I talked about UFO abductions and kind of read from an article. So. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Well, um, I'm really happy to be back. I, I hope that, um, well, if my parents can continue to be, uh, amazing, then hopefully I'll be back once a week. Um, but I guess we're just going to play it by ear. So, uh, I just want to start just how we're doing shit here. It's playing everything by ear, guys. (laughs) That's all you can do. Isn't that what we do in life? I mean, yes. Um, but I do want to start off by saying moms, I underestimated you. (laughs) I think everyone does until I, and, and, you know, I knew I was going to say this too, but like, for real, like for real, for real, for real, it is the hardest job in the world. And I just, I I literally, I cannot, like Ambie, I've been thinking about you a lot. I've been thinking about you having Riley when you did. And when I was I'm, 20. I was such a baby. I was such a baby. When you were 20, like 20, not even 21. And like yeah. going through that experience for part of it, like solo, and 
I just I I am in so I'm I am in awe because I'm now I doing am, it in solo with three of them so fucking hard. Yes, I cannot. Like, I can't. Uh, yeah, I just made just to add things to my repertoire of shit. But um, I just made homemade Reese's cups. Why? I don't oh. know. I don't know. And we made cookies. I love today. when you get all like Betty Crocker. It's so cute. I know. Mo is like, what's what's happening? And I'm like, <laughs> this is what I do I'm, when it gets cold. This is what I do in the fall. Yeah. We start to like bake things and make things. And because I'm making like all the meals for the week and like desserts for the week and everything. And she's like, I love it, but I don't know what to do with it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I've not seen this side of you. Yeah. So. I feel like this is I feel like this is. Is this how you cope with like things getting colder or like why do you bake when it gets cold? You know what's so funny? I really, I, Mo asked me this and then I want to hear your pregnancy, your birth story. But Mo was asking me because we were baking like, like when I say cookies, I mean like from scratch cookies. And she's like, they're not even interested. And I'm like, but I know, but I like the memories of baking cookies with my kids. I like the memories of like making having them have a home cooked meal and things like that. So does it happen every night? No. And this last year I've been like, not myself. I've been depressed and I've been like out of it, out of sorts. So I haven't really cooked. So she hasn't seen this side of me and I'm starting to feel better. And what's interesting is I've always dreaded the winter, right? Yeah. Cause it's cold and you can't do a lot of stuff. But part of me always dreading the winter was Alex, my ex would get really depressed and suicidal mm. and I knew it was coming. And so it was like this agony of like this long extended, like waiting period of like the suicide attempts. And what occurred to me this year was I don't have to do that this year. I can just do what I want to do and like not have to live in that fear of, oh my God, if I do this, he's going to be upset and all of that. So it's actually not as like scary this year and i'm not depressed like i normally am in the winter time i'm actually like relieved and kind of excited so oh i'm so happy for you yeah i didn't even think about that yeah like that correlation between you know so and Yay, I would get depressed about that baking. in this September time frame. And now I'm like, oh, my God, it's almost Christmas. I'm so excited. And then, like, just Yeah, excited. you just get to ride all the holidays out in mm-hmm. uh, into joy. Yeah, and I'm like, maybe we'll go skiing. Like, maybe we'll do something oh fun God. in the winter that we've never done before. Wait, have you ever been skiing? I have oh. been, but the kids haven't been. And oh, okay. it was a train wreck when I have been. It was... The snow patrol got called. That's for another day. That's another day. I've only been skiing like once when I was like eight and like I don't remember going very well. I'm not like a snow sport person, but hey. Not either. But they Um, have tubing. I'm interested in that. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Tubing anything is awesome. I have been tubing in the snow. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, I was... I have talked to so many, I just want to say I've talked to so many of you listeners um, and, you know, so many people have sent messages since my son was born and it's really, really sweet. Um, And I've been waiting until like this moment when I had an hour to come on here 
to just like tell the story a little bit so that I could catch everybody up at the same time because it's a sort of a long story. Um, so if you are just tuning into this podcast and you don't know, I have been MIA because I had my son on September 15th. Um, and it's my first son and it was my first labor, obviously. Um, but What's your son's name? Just in case. Oh, we his don't name know. is Ever Hendricks. Um, very cool. And, uh, yeah. So essentially what happened is I think me and you had actually recorded the podcast for the last time, right? Wasn't it on Mm -hmm. Monday? Mm -hmm. And then, um, it was kind of like, I didn't really have a lot. So that was that Monday, the Monday of like the week of the 15th, right? So the 15th is on Thursday. So, I just remember being like, okay, well, that's it. I'm kind of on maternity leave now. Like, all right, like, sweet. And um, so then I I just didn't know what to do all day. And so I was just, I don't know. I was, like, thinking of ways to start my labor, I guess, because I was getting Might so as well go into labor. Nothing yeah, else to do. Well do what this is designated <laughs> for. So... I was like talking to people about it. I was like trying to make acupuncture appointments and they were yeah. they were all rejecting me. They were like, you're not even late yet. Like like they were and I was so mad at them. And I was we, just yeah, like, you shared that. We remember that. Well, I remember yeah. that. Well, I told you. Yeah. So anyway, it's funny because then I just gave up and it was like later on and I'm just like sitting on my phone and I'm like watching something on TikTok. And then I start to realize that like, oh, my stomach's been like kind of cramping for like the past, I guess, hour, but I just didn't notice it. Like I, it was so gradual and it was kind of like, I don't know, it just didn't feel that crazy. So I just kind of didn't notice it. And all of a sudden it was like, huh, do you think these could be contractions? Yeah. (laughs) So um, anyway, I basically went into like early, early, early labor on Monday and um, I was like talking to my doula and like... Uh, my husband came home and stayed home from that point on. But basically, I was in very early labor, which meant like I had to get a lot closer. And so cut to Tuesday, I'm still having contractions and they're a little more intense, but like they're not like they're not getting crazy. Right. But Mm -hmm. my doula said she's going to come over and like help me kind of ramp them up because that's the whole thing. You want to ramp them up because you want to progress the labor. And so she ends up coming over and basically she's after we walked around the neighborhood a couple times, she was like, you know, we could you could always just – you're so close to the hospital because I live down the street from the hospital. You could always just go there and ask them to check you and check, like, did your water break? Like, did mm-hmm. your – did all these things happen? Because if once you, once you get that information, then they'll be able to tell you, like, how far along you are, basically. So we go to the hospital. We walk there because, again, we're trying to, like, ramp up the You the walked labor. to the hospital? Yeah. Okay. I have some really funny pictures, actually, that Jad took because he thought it was really funny. And it's my husband. Of uh, I don't know why I'm telling you guys that. Like, okay, <laughs> you you know that. Um, anyway, no, it's okay. So. Mansplain who Jad is. Mansplaining. We don't understand um, who he is. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So we have some really funny pictures of me having to stop every like f- few minutes by the end of it and just being like 
it's like in a movie or like a TV show. Yeah. Where you're like, no, I'm okay. Just give me a second. Like it <laughs> takes your breath away. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what we wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we wanted more. Uh, we wanted it to ramp up. Anyway, so we go there. They do like a cervix check. They're like, I don't think your water really broke um, yet. Um, I would go home. Like, you don't want to stay here right now. You're three centimeters dilated. Like, you don't really want to stay here right now. Go home, get some sleep, and then come back when you're when it's farther along. I'm like, okay. Whatever. When she did the cervix check, that really just like set something off because I had not gotten my cervix check the whole pregnancy. Every time I went in for a checkup, they're like, "Do you want us to do a cervix check?" Which literally means they 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 finger you essentially, and they. See what's up there. But not in a cute way. Yeah. Not in a cute way. No, they just jam it right they up there. They just jam that whole yeah. hand up there. <laughs> uh-huh. And so that's why I had declined so many times because I had heard if they do that, it might really set things into motion, you know, and I didn't want to do it until we were past the due date. So anyway, when I went to get the cervix check, they were like uh, – it, it, it stirred something up. So now walking back from the hospital – it is like, you know, every 15 seconds. I'm like, I'm like, I might, like, it was just getting really intense. So my doula goes home. She's like, just keep progressing. Try to get some sleep tonight. I'm like, okay. How are you going like, to sleep? I know. So I try to sleep, but I can't. Every time Trying I Trying to get asleep, some sleep in between the excruciating yes. pain. What the fuck is wrong with people with childbirth? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, actually, like, I I just think we thought I had, like, way more time. Like, I don't think we all realized that them doing that had made things so progress. Quickly. Like, yeah. yeah. And so, anyway, so I I am, like – in so much pain. I, like, cannot do anything. My husband's falling asleep. I am literally, like, just dying in the middle of the night because I cannot get comfortable. I cannot breathe. So finally, we're like, all right, we're going to the hospital. So we drive there this time. And Good call. we take <laughs> and we take all our stuff. So now it's Tuesday night. And they basically, they do another cervix check. And they're like, you're still three centimeters. I'm like, okay. And Don't then you hate that? Because <laughs> Don't you honestly, just hate well, like with Riley, that happened too. And I was in so much fucking pain. And they're like, you're only five centimeters. And I was like, yeah. well, fuck your five centimeters because <laughs> this feels like I'm dying. Yeah. Well. Like that's what's so weird. It's like you're prog- you're obviously progressing because the contractions are getting stronger, more yeah. intense and closer together. But, oh, you're not dilating. Like it's like he's not coming down. The baby's yeah. not coming down. Yeah. So, but at this point, I had lost my mucus plug. Mucus plug, really fun, guys. Um, and bloody show, which if you've had a baby, you gross. know what that is. <laughs> gross. You've done it three Sorry. times. And it's gross every time. Go ahead. <laughs> it is. It is. It's basically just a sign that, like, it, the baby's, like, coming. So that was good. We knew that that had happened. Anyway, so when I get to the hospital, they're like, look, you haven't progressed more, but here's what we can do. They're like, you're ex- you're exhausted. Like, they're like, yeah. so – they're like, we can do, like, one of four things. And basically, one of the options was go home. And I was like, hell no. I am here. <laughs> I am in the hospital. <laughs> I'm in it now, motherfucker. You guys are taking care of me, me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need help. And then they were like, okay. They're like, um, okay. Well, we can um, 
what did they say? Oh, they they were like, we can start Pitocin now. Pitocin is what they give you to try to induce to induce you, which mm-hmm. means like to it's like the fake oxytocin, which is what really helps your labor progress. Anyway, and they were like, or we can give you a combination of morphine and ibuprofen, um, or no, morphine and um, what, what what do you take to go to sleep? Melatonin. No, no, no. The, the it's like an allergy. It's like a cold medicine. Benadryl. <laughs> Benadryl. Why Benadryl? We give you a combination of morphine and Benadryl and give you a, a really awesome nap. Like, it's really, it's going to be awesome. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do the morphine and the Benadryl, please. <laughs> I would like the, the nap option, please. Yeah. Yeah. And, because um, even if you didn't and you're like, no, 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 I want to do this naturally, you're going to be so exhausted by the time that ever comes that, like, are you going to be able to push him out? And I'm skipping ahead, but go ahead. No, no, exactly. I actually for a second was like, well, should I do? And my husband's like, you should do that. And then my doula was like, I think you should do that. And I, and she's very like natural and spiritual and all that. But she was like even for it because, yeah, if you don't have energy to have the baby, it's it, it that could also halt the progression. Anyway, that just started my um my beginning of like lots of great drugs that helped me have this baby because uh, let me tell you they gave me that and I was like I I felt so happy so good I went to sleep immediately I woke up feeling like a new it was a new day and it was the morning and they go okay let's see how you progress they finger me again and um no still three centimeters I'm like okay what the fuck yeah so they're like, it's okay. They're like, we're gonna. Tra-. They're like, we're gonna transfer you to your delivery room, and we're gonna start the pitocin. I mean, they asked me, but I was like, yeah, yeah, let's just do what we got to do. They never so, asked me shit. They just said, this is what we're doing. Jesus, honestly, honestly, nobody ever asked to finger me. They just do it. It was awful. Oh my god! Was this every okay. time, or just your first? Every time, time. they like we're gonna check the cervix, and they jam their fist up there. Like they Jesus. don't even. <laughs> Not the whole fist. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Well, well, maybe also it's – so I, I was with the midwives, not the doctors. and uh, oh, not the maybe OBGYNs, that's why. And it yeah. is a very different – midwives, like OBGYNs see it as like, a, you know, this is a medical condition and I'm in charge of deli- – I'm, I'm responsible. And yeah. midwives mm-hmm. are more so like, this is natural. What Consent. What happen? Yeah. yeah. Consent. Yeah. So anyway um, – so we start so I go to my delivery room and we start the pitocin which means the contractions are now going to ramp up like definitely and um so <laughs> so here is like the 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 so basically again my water hadn't broken yet and um so my doula was on her way but she's stuck in traffic classic my husband had decided to go home to walk our dog one last time and get like some extra clothes or whatever right when the Pitocin started. And I like knew this was a bad idea. Like I knew that like he's – I just knew the timing of things wasn't going to be good, but I just was like whatever. And um, then all of a sudden the, the contractions start and he's not picking up his phone. <gasps> he's not like – and I am – I am – you know when you – 
not even just when you're having a baby, just in general, when when someone is supposed to be somewhere or someone says, oh, just one minute, let me run inside just for one minute. And now it's been 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes and you're calling angrily. <laughs> like, I you don't know. You have done that to me. You have oh. done that to me before in Sedona. Do you remember that? No, I don't. You came and got me. You came and got me. You when? were pissed. When we were in Sedona the second time, I ran into the store, but I forgot my credit card. And I was going to ask the lady, I was getting up to the front and I was going to ask the lady to hold my spot real quick while I go grab my card. And then you like storm in and I'm like, oh, perfect. Can I use your card for something? And you're like, what? (laughs) And I was like, I was telepathically calling you to get your ass at the store because I left my phone in the car. Yes, because you left your phone in the car. (laughs) It's. I cannot stand when that happens. I'm like, of course, of course the phone is here. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so now I'm doing this to my husband where I'm just calling over and over and over again and he's not picking up and I'm just getting so angry. And so cut to like 10 minutes after this when I literally my blood is boiling because I'm like, oh my God, like no one is here also, I flash back to what the ARC-9 said about my uh, labor. Like, I think I had asked them something of, like, what do I need to know about, like, having the baby or something? Or or I asked them something about having a baby. And they said, well, your experience is about realizing that you are not in control. Like, and <laughs> accepting that. So I had that moment where I could feel the steam coming out of my ears and I want to, like, hit things and scream. And then I was just like, oh, well. I'm not in control, so I'm just going to, like, let this freaking go, and I guess I'm just going to start dealing with these contractions myself. So it's funny, though, because about 10 minutes later, somebody came in, and they were like, hey, we noticed a spike on your blood pressure, you know, a little while ago. Um, we're going to need to enroll you in this program. Um, we th- it's, it's, it's dangerous. You might have preeclampsia, and we're going to uh, enroll you in this program after you have the baby. Just letting you know, you're going to have to check your blood pressure twice a day for like 20 days. And I was like, uh, which I have my blood pressure monitor right here. Oh, my um, God. But I was like, yeah, no shit, because I was like so angry. Yeah. And this whole pregnancy, my blood pressure has been great. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was just funny. But so my husband eventually gets back. My doula eventually gets there, even though she was stuck in traffic, whatever. And um, I'm in pain. Like, the contractions are really intense. I'm trying to breathe through them. I'm trying to have, like, the experience. I'm sitting on a ball, like a birth ball, in Mm -hmm. the delivery room watching, like, Apollo 13 or some shit. I don't know. I was, like, watching some movie while I'm, like, trying to go through this. And um, my doula keeps saying, oh, and the other thing is that the midwife who was, you know, going to deliver for me, she kept coming in and saying, hey, by the way, like, anytime you want to do pain meds, just let me know. And I was like, you mean like the epidural? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. I, for some reason in my head, thought that I had to get to five centimeters before I did the epidural. Who said that? I don't know. I, I think I just got mixed up. With, I, I, it was something I read or heard. No, or, centimeter one, get that epidural. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I I literally thought that epidurals could wear off. So you want to make sure it's oh, right timing. I heard that, but it's a drip. It's just a. Yeah, and awesome. I learned this later where shit. I just hit that shit that over button. and over yep. and over. <laughs> Sometimes I'll take the button away from you, but go ahead. <laughs> well, it had a thing. It had a thing where if you hit it before twenty minutes, it wouldn't dispense. 
Mm. They had like a fail safe or that's good. So anyway, (laughs) so I just kept thinking that like I didn't I couldn't get this yet. I shouldn't get this yet. And I needed to like get to five centimeters. I love that you're goal oriented in birth. (laughs) Well, yeah, because you're like, once I get to five centimeters, I get to have the drugs. (laughs) So um, so cut to. Okay, so now, now like, the midwife has come in again, though. And she's, like, just, you know, like, we can do the epidural, like, whenever. And she's talking to my husband, and he's like, babe, I really think we should order the epidural. And I was like, well, don't we have to wait until – and she's like, no. And I was like, oh, then, yeah, like, let's order the epidural. Oh, my God. So the other thing that I'd heard about epidurals um, from anyone who's had a baby, and especially anyone who's had a baby at this hospital, but I think it's, like, anywhere, is that you want to order the epidural before you really need it because it can take the guy a long time to get there. Like, he yes, might have that's what happened to me. five other yeah. women. Yeah. Yeah. So when we ordered the epidural, the midwife was like, oh, well, it, it's actually great because um, he has, like, hardly anyone today. He She's just doing someone over next door. So he'll be over in, like, less than 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, perfect. Like, sweet, because I'm in pain and, like, now I can get this epidural and it's going to come fast. And my husband's like, it's going to come fast. Don't worry, because I'm, like, really stressing out. And um, my doula, meanwhile, is, like, stroking my back and she's like, you know, if, if it's that painful, like, cry. Like, let it out. Like, you can let it out. And I was just like, I can't cry. And she's like, why? And I was like, I just, it's not in, it's not in me. I'm just in pain. I don't need to cry. Like, I'm just in pain. And she just keeps telling me, like, it's okay to cry. And I'm like, I I wish I could. I wish I could, but I can't. And um, so I'm not then, sad. I'm in pain. <laughs> yeah. So then about, like, for, 45 minutes later, so now it's been past the 30 minutes, right? 45 minutes later, it's I'm in way more pain. And I'm like, oh, my God, when is this guy going to get here? The midwife comes in. She goes, I'm so sorry. He's taking longer than we thought. He'll just be another 30 minutes. And that is the point that I lose my mind because – and I have a breakthrough. And this is the point at which the labor transitions because I know in that moment, going back to you are not in control, I know in this moment that – that I'm not in control. And that, in fact, he probably won't be there in 30 minutes. He's probably going to be there in an hour. He's be, he could be there in 90 minutes. Like, I have no literal control over the situation, and I just have to be in this pain. And the more that I wanted to make him get there, the just like I wanted my husband to get there earlier, you know, the more pain I was in. So at this point, I start sobbing. I start That's actually fair. sobbing, ugly crying, where I'm just like, <laughs> like, like, just like letting all this energy out through my cries and my screams. And as I do this, I start to get very nauseous. So they like give me a bucket and start vomiting like <gasps> over and over and over again. And as I throw up, water comes out of me oh the other side on the ball. So I'm like oh. sitting on a ball. It has a it actually has a pad over it, like a really big yeah. pad. But um it's it reminds like the me force. of a puppy pad if anybody has yes, yes, not yes. had a child. Go exactly. Ahead. So like the force of me throwing up actually forced my water. Broke to your break. water. Wow. Yeah. And so it was funny what though. What an experience. Like, 
it really was. And it was like a break. It was literally like a breakthrough moment, like because after that happened, um, suddenly like everything started moving really fast. And like um, I got the, there was a shift change and the nurses that were came in, they were literally like a comedy team. They were like, I like want to be friends with them in real life. They came in. They're like, all right, like. We're going to do – like, what do you say we have this baby tonight? Like, let's just get aggressive with the Pitocin. Let's just fucking push it. Like, what do you think? And I was like, yeah, no, let's do it. Because because I wanted – I was ready to move forward. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. we had been in the stage for so long. And I loved their – they were so funny. I love their attitude. They were just like, – I, at this point, really thought – it was like a party because then after they come in and I suddenly I'm like, oh, my God, I love these women. They're so cool. The epidural guy comes in and he's he's really funny. I don't know. But anyway, the point is he goes to put the epidural in. And did you have an, you had an epidural, right? All three. Is it is it supposed to be painful or not? Um, was the first one, the first one was painful because he missed six times. Oh my god, I would fucking sue. I would, fucking that's kidding. why I didn't tell you beforehand. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he missed six times and you're hunched over the pillow, right? Yeah. And the first time he did it, my whole body went like that. <gasps> like the whole body jerked. And he's like, please don't move. And I was like, I didn't. <laughs> and he like got really quiet. Like he realized he hit a nerve or something. So Oh my God. That is well, I always thought that they I heard they hurt, but when he he put it in. I was like, that tickles. And he was like, I've never heard that before. And I was like, it literally feels like a like. Well, anyway. I'm now, do you have so- more drugs at this point? Like, are you on the morphine? Are you on any kind of no, drugs no, that make no, you loopy? No, okay. No. no. So he just, just the is- epidural, you literally, out of, for some reason, think that an epidural in your spine tickled. Yeah, like literally just going in. Like, I don't know what it was. I don't know. I was in a weird mood. But once the epidural came I was like, this is a party. This is like my birthday. <laughs> this is like and, – and what I mean by that is like suddenly the pain's gone. And yeah. he gave me an awesome epidural according to everyone there. Like they couldn't believe how well he gave me the epidural because um, it knocked everything out. But I still had full use of my legs and all that. And they all were like, oh, my God. Like that's, a re- that's really rare. So that's awesome. So – I was having a great time. I was like making jokes. I was like, you know, whatever had to be done. It was just like whatever. Like we were watching movies. We're eating popsicles. <laughs> like we're just having. I'm I'm having fun. I think it's a good time. Whatever. Um, but we're trying to progress with the pitocin, and I think like the next by the next morning. So now I've been in labor for three days. Okay. Jesus. Now mind you, Alexa has texted me in the morning and said, <laughs> Did I? hey, just so you know, yeah, just so I you know, remember. I've been in labor for two days. Yeah. That's why I haven't texted you. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> yeah. What is happening? Why are you texting me this information? And, and mind you, Connie and I, who is helping us out on the podcast, are having a conversation. Alexa sends us a message in the chat and we're both like, stop, have <laughs> the baby, stop messaging us. Oh, you're like texting at some point. I'm like, what's yes. the login? What's a password for it? And I was yes. like, I love that. <laughs> at one point, Connie literally like sent me a message and yelled at me. She's like, you're not supposed to be working. Exactly. And I was like, it's okay. I- 
Anyway. We didn't know um, you were having a party. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was having a party. And um, so, wait, hold on one second. Hey, Google, make it bright. It, it's getting really dark in here. Okay. So, um, so anyway, this leads up into like that next night. So now it's Wednesday night, right? So I they give me some drugs to knock I don't know they make me fall asleep somehow whatever I go to sleep and then I wake up in the morning and the second that I wake up I just this is Thursday morning this is the day I was born I just suddenly I'm like let's do this like let's get him out like let I just I, I think someone had mentioned like let's try to progress more if not we should talk about the option of a c-section and I just the next morning woke up and was like so about the c-section like I wasn't in pain it wasn't like oh my god I can't do this anymore it was like let's just do this like and that was how I felt and then this new person this new midwife who came on call she comes in and she's like listen I'm the one that's gonna just shoot it to you straight she was like he's not progressing He's been a little stressed out in there. There was like a a moment where he was like stressed. And she's like, let's just do the C-section. Like if I were you and if if you were my daughter, I would just say do the C-section. Meanwhile, I had no issue with having a C-section. I had no resistance to it. I was a C-section baby. So I kind of always thought, I don't know why, but you know how whatever you're, you just kind of think, oh, that might be how I do it. I just always thought like, okay, I might have a C-section. So I, yeah, had no resistance to it. And at that point, like I said, I woke up just ready to do it. So I was like, yeah, let's do a C-section. And everyone was like, okay. Um, Not how we planned, but like I think my doula like had some more things she wanted to try with me. And I think my husband was a little bit like, you know, like he had wanted, he had wanted to have that specific experience, but he, but they both were like, okay, you know, whatever. So next thing I know, like we're prepping for surgery, we're in there. And again, I remember this, the C-section literally being a party. Like I remember there being, like I was just laying there. I think I was, I think someone made a comment about Jesus because I literally, they gave me the anesthesia and I was just laying there like this with my arms out, like, like on the cross. Well, they strap you down. Oh, is that what happened? They 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 strap your arms down so you can't get up. Maybe I made the comment about Jesus. That's I probably don't... right. That's possible. Was... That seems more accurate. Probably. So anyway, um, yeah. So I don't know. If you were to ask me how long it took, I would say like five minutes. But I guess it took more like 30 minutes. It's, but yeah. Yeah. I had. I, mm. I, what? You froze for a second. Keep going. Oh. I I I just remember really enjoying it. I loved the vibe that was in the room. Everyone was so happy. And when my son came out, he was just the cutest thing ever. And I remember, though, we have video of this. But, like, I also just remember looking at him and us both going, like, who are you? Like, you are not – he's so adorable. But it also was, like, who's – are you? Are you ours? Yeah. Like, you don't look like either one of us distinctly. Like, I don't – he was – he had this, like, strawberry blonde hair and these big eyes and he was just adorable. Like, I don't know. It just – it was a, it was a it was a cool moment but also just a funny moment of, like, oh, my God, you're ours. This is so cool. And so um, then after that, he, you know, 
we did like skin to skin. He breastfed right away. He came out hungry. He ate like oh, the second nice. he could. Yeah. And then, um, but then <laughs> they checked his blood sugar and his blood sugar was like really low. And well, it was like so low that it wasn't, my husband said it wasn't like registering. So they like got a new machine and they were like, oh no, his blood sugar is like really, really low. And they were like, we need to take him to the ICN and we, the, the intensive care nursery. And we were like, and my husband's like, well, can he just stay a little? And they were like, no, it's actually like kind of urgent right now. Like we need to go, we need to take him. So they took him and I don't really remember this. Like, again, I was just in this state of mind that was just like, everything's fine. And it was like, it, it, it wasn't like anything. It wasn't life threatening. It wasn't really like that. It was more so like, we just need to stabilize his sugars and his his blood sugar ended up being a symptom of something else like his platelet count was too high like his blood was like too thick mm. so and apparently i was told like this actually does happen like somewhat frequently i mean not the majority but as far as like when babies need to go there it, it does happen and it's just more annoying than anything because we need to get the levels right and it just takes time so anyway, the he ever was in the ICN for the first five days of his life. And we were still in the hospital for the first four of that. And we were two floors above him. So we would we could go to the ICN whenever we wanted. And this actually ended up being the biggest like blessing ever. I know that it it sounds like, oh my God, that probably sounds terrible, but it actually was incredible because it gave me and my husband time to like rest and just like transition into this new role of being parents but it also gave us so much education from these incredible 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 nurses who were just like they taught us everything they got him on a schedule they got him on you know like a sleep schedule a feed schedule they taught me how to like breastfeed better they taught us how to swaddle him they taught us how to do they just showed us everything and like that that training I got from them was just invaluable because Ambi, I remember you saying multiple times and other people saying like, wait, you're just going to give me this baby now? Like you're just going <laughs> to yeah. send me home? I don't know what to do with this thing. Yeah. And I, and I got to have like a slow transition into feeding and, 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 and education and like step-by-step mm. guidelines. And it was just – so then um, – yeah, then – you know, we basically like worked with the team to make sure he got out of there by uh, the day before his bris, which is eight days after he's born. So in the Jewish tradition, you know, on the eighth day, it, that's when you have the male circumcision, not in the usually if you don't do that, then it's in the hospital. Right. But um, we had like a ceremony. And it was really, really beautiful. Um, my husband and I wrote him a letter where we explained his whole name. And actually, so much of our family flew in for it, um, which is really cool because I don't know if you guys remember, but when we got married in 2020, we didn't have hardly any family there because it was the height of the pandemic and there weren't vaccines or anything. So like literally none of our family came. So for this a lot of our family flew in and it was really, really sweet that everyone got to meet him. And um, it was, we wrote this letter that like made both of us just cry so much because it, we, we put a lot of thought and intention into his name. And um, and uh, 
it was funny because our Moyle, that's the guy that cuts pee pee. Um, he does it for a living. He actually was a pediatrician, or he's a pediatrician who does this as well. He's Jewish, um, and he does this as well. But um, he said, he said to us after, he was like, "You have it." He's like, "You know, I do a lot of these, and you know, he's like, I like my job, and I, I, I like what I do." He's like, "But it gets pretty, you know, monotonous." <laughs> like, just imagine him being like, you know, penis is a penis, and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's like, but he just said that the letter that he's never seen anyone like do that or had anyone do that at a bris that he was at. And he was like, that really like re-inspired me to do. That's like what this is all about. That that was just so intentional. And in the letter, actually, this was really important to me. I talked about how I talked about my spirituality and I talked about it like in front of my family, in front of, you know, my husband's family and people who have totally different beliefs but I I wanted to talk about that because we were talking about when we chose the name ever for um it it means beyond in Hebrew and it also means from the beyond Mm. and so I was talking about how I felt like I've been getting messages for years that this little boy was going to come into my life and um And I would always imagine him, you know, like just like waiting for the right time for the time that was right for all of us. And um, and so it just felt like this really nice moment for us all to be just authentically like who we are. And um, and it was just really like cathartic. I can't really explain. But anyway, since then, it's been what, three weeks? No, two weeks. How is that even freaking possible? Oh, my God. It feels like months. It feels like forever. I miss you so much. Ever. I miss you too. <laughs> I miss you too. But um, yeah, since then, um, it's been, my husband went back to work one week ago and last week was a very long week for me. But um, we've basically been, we have a good schedule going um, and we are getting sleep. But it is, yeah, it is, I just, I started this off by saying, like, I am in awe of moms. I underestimated. I, I, I literally thought, like, when people, when, when people say, like, oh, you don't, like, have time to eat. I'm like, mm-hmm. how do you not have time to eat? You definitely always have time to eat, like, you know. But or it's you like, forget to eat or forget oh, yeah, to yeah. pee. Yes. I literally forgot to pee before the recording. So I've been sitting here like, oh, my God. Oh, right. my God. I'm so sorry. No, no. You're fine. It's my choice. It's my bladder. It's all right. It's good. But like, that's the thing is like, or like you eat like you're in prison, like, ah, like real yeah. fast, like with your arms protecting your food. So toddlers don't come up and snatch it. Exactly. Good times. Oh, no, legit. I, I And uh, oh, my God. And then breastfeeding like you're. You are a starving beast. You are a yes. starving yes, beast. Yes, you are. And I'm just like, anyway, so it has all been a, a big um, adjustment. And But I feel like I'm picking up something every day, which is nice. Like I find I catch a little new little trick every day. Um, so that is good. Um, and yeah, and um, I don't know. That's That's it. I guess that's the story. Well, yeah. thank you for sharing that. That was a good story. That was a good Thanks. one. Thanks. Do we have any comments from the Facebook? Yeah. Group? Um. Uh. 
<laughs> um, Jordan said, oh, my God, freaking out. Welcome back, Alexa. Lexi, oh, my God, who I have to give a huge shout out to Lexi um, from our Facebook community and our just our Patreon community and everything has been hugely yes. helpful. Thank you, hugely. Lexi. Lexi's still going to be a part of the podcast in that way for a while longer because yeah. Alexa is trying to record and then gradually coming back, but not all at once right now. It's just too much. So. Yeah, totally like easing back in. And Lexi has just like made this such an incredible transition. So thank you so much, Lexi. Thank you, Lexi. Uh, but she said, I've been sucked into the story, but so good to see you. Jordan said, this is such good info to know. Um, oh, Jordan. Martine Love you, Jordan. said, you were courageous, had a 48-hour labor too, and a not planned C-section after had contractions, but surgery. Oh, wait, that's, that's one other thing I want to say is I was – I, I think I had like a miracle C-section because I was up and walking around 24 hours later and everybody, all the nurses on my floor were just like, who, who are you? And like, where do you think you're going? And like, all like in a very adorable way, they just were just like, because all the moms usually who are on that floor have their babies, so they're not going anywhere. But yeah. I had a C-section and I was going down to see my son all the time. Mm. So I've been... I just feel so blessed for my body. I have never – oh, that was something I said in my letter to him that, like, he really truly was the catalyst for me discovering a love for my body like I've never had before because it has helped me do so many amazing things, including bringing him, but also just, like, if 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 my body had not, not kind of bounced – I don't mean bounced back as in, like, looks, but, like, been um, – if I had not had the recovery I had, I know that this past three weeks would have been so much harder. Mm -hmm. And from what I hear from uh, women who have C-sections, including my mom, is like, you know, oh, my God, like it's it's usually so hard to recover from or just takes so long. So I've just been really, really, really grateful for that. And um, yeah. OK, wait. Sorry. Uh, Nicole says – OB nurse and NICU lactation consultant here. I love this whole story. Oh, my God. Con uh, Nicole, I love what you do. So I I've met so many amazing people in the NICU. It's amazing. Allison said, that's beautiful. Shira said, what an incredible story. And you get to look back on this with him in the years to come. Um, <laughs> Lexi said, love you, ladies. And I'm glad I still have a role. Hugs. <laughs> Always, um, Lexi. Always. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's the story. Thank you guys for all of the love. I, we're going to wrap this up now because Ambie has to pee. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just, I'm so happy to be back um, in whatever capacity that I am or can be. Thank you, Ambie. Thank you so much for like steering the ship and just continuing to I'm do trying my best. Star. You're doing amazing. And there might be some episodes where Alexa can't be on, and I will do. I'll try to make it fun and do something interesting, like UFO abductions again, or do something where I do a little bit of research and things like that. Um, so if you guys are interested in hearing anything specific, shoot us an email or go on to our Facebook group, Inner Bloomers, and let us know what you want us to chat about or you want me to chat about. I could always use ideas. And of course, anytime. Love you. So <laughs> glad that you're here. Missed you so much. Um, and then I want to share really quick. Yeah. So I am offering a mini webinar. It's not really a mini. It's a full hour 
but uh, we are going to go over the basics of how to protect your energy. Um, what is a psychic? What is a medium? What's the difference? And it's going, it's a really good intro intro. Um, what are your guides trying to tell you things like that? So if you're interested in doing that, um, the live version is already sold out. It's sold out in four days. So if you're interested in the webinar version, go to my website and versionmatthews.com and it is at the bottom under book with me and you scroll down to the bottom and it should be on there. So it's also such a fun time to like uh, connect with your witchiness since witchiness. we are in the month of Halloween. The month of Halloween. Also, I have like one more experience. If anybody wants to do it, it's $1,500. You come hang out with me for the weekend. You get to go to the live event that is sold out. We're going to do witchy stuff and also tap into your intuition in a one-on-one -on -one experience. And some of the things that you receive after that are really empowering information about yourself because um, it is like a personal retreat. So again, let me know if you're interested. Woohoo! All right, everyone. Well, I don't do this part anymore, so I'm gonna let Amy close the show. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening. And until next time, keep on blooming. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. <laughs>